The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. We invite you to join the Parental Compass community by hitting subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever you're listening to this on, feel free to subscribe. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. For young children, emotions can seem incredibly overwhelming. And oftentimes that's an intimidating situation, not just for the children, but for parents. Our guest today is a children's book author who has wrote books for big companies like Lego and Disney. She is back with a all new original book, There is a Yeti in My Tummy, Meredith Rusu. In this book, Meredith tries to give youth and families some coping tools to handle these big emotions. She also talks about her personal experiences raising young boys. You can learn more about Meredith's work by going to her website, MeredithRusu.com. This was a fun, insightful, and thoughtful conversation. I think you're going to like it. So um, I'm so excited. It went on sale today. Took the boys down to the, uh, the, the, the bookstore to have them see it on the shelves. Um, so it's really exciting. The, the inspiration behind it was um, when my, my boys are now six and eight years old. But back in 2020, at the beginning of the pandemic and the lockdown, they were three and five. And um, they were home all day, all the time. <laughs> and I got a very up close and personal look at all of their big feelings that, you know, of course I, I, I knew I knew them, but now it was all the time. And um, one of the other inspirations too was that in the morning, my older son, Matthew, would wake up with this giant mop of bedhead. It looked like Yu-Gi-Oh! It was like... <laughs> and... Um, one morning I came down and they were roaring and stomping around and his hair was crazy. And I'm like, Oh God, it's like, it's like there's a Yeti in your hair, buddy. <laughs> and it kind of clicked. And I was like, that's a really good idea for a story about how both of them at this young preschool age were expressing their big feelings in a larger than life way and in a fun way. And that was the inspiration behind the book so there's a Yeti in my tummy goes through the day in the life of a little boy who's um, in preschool as the Yeti is coming out in all these big and crazy ways as he's feeling big and strong. There's a Yeti in his feet as he's stomping toward class. The, the Yeti starts in his tummy, so that's why it rumbles in his tummy first and everyone knows what to expect. Um, it comes out in his in his nose when he has a big sneeze that's larger than life. When on the kickball field, he's not sure if he can kick the ball with his feet. So he turns around and he whacks it with his butt because there's a Yeti in his butt. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's about how his uh, teachers and then his parents are guiding him to feel 
to embrace the big and strong Yeti inside of him, but to use that strength toward good things because well, that's what matters most. A Yeti could be a, a beast or something too. And it's interesting, you say like three to five-year-old, you're in such a mm -hmm. raw place when you're that age. Mm -hmm. And it's almost kind of more primal in a way, like something hurts you yeah. and you scream or you have energy and you run around. You're just really feeling everything so intensely. Absolutely, and yeah. It's so a joy ahead. and a burden in a way. For the For the kids or the parents or both? <laughs> I guess both, yeah. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right for the, for the kids when they're that little. And it's funny because I'm already starting to get a bit removed from that stage because the boys are older now, but I remember that I remember I just hold my little guy and I'd feel his chest. And I'm like, these are some really big feelings, right? Because it's so, you feel their chest going up and down and it's physical and they, they have these emotions, they have these wants and desires and it's difficult for for them at that stage to be able to express them so that's frustrating in and of itself and then they don't have the same sort of like you know obviously as you grow you develop self-control but when they're that little even the joy and the excitement and everything everything comes out in bigger big ways and um yeah that can be I'm sure that can that's that can be scary for them it can be very frustrating for them if they feel like they're being told no, like, you know, that they can't express it in that way. And I, my hope with this uh, Mighty Mood series and using larger than life creatures to kind of visualize those big feelings is to give kids a, a sense of autonomy that they can grasp onto. They can say, yeah, I do have a Yeti in my tummy and it's awesome. And here's what he's going to do. And then parents and caretakers can use that frame of reference to resonate with the kids and say, you know what? Maybe your Yeti can help me build the blocks. Is he super, is he super big today? Is he super tall? Stuff like that, that gives them a fun way to grasp onto these large emotions that they might not know how to handle. I know a big source of inspiration behind this book too was your relationship with your children's preschool teacher. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit more about that? Absolutely. They, so the, the three teachers that I dedicated the book to um, were uh, Mrs. Kraft, my my older son's preschool teacher uh, in the twos and threes, and uh, then um, my younger son's teachers, Mrs. Marino and Mrs. Tunney, um, also in the threes and fours. The, God bless these women. <laughs> I don't know, like they have this amazing way of drawing out the best in each individual kid. I don't know how they do it because obviously as a parent, my focus is my kids. I, um, I'm doing like, you know, what I can to, to, to help them grow and thrive. That's my job. And their job is to find what makes each individual child at a very, at a very raw, like you said, emotional age, what makes them shine. And somehow these three ladies did it. It was, it was, you, you, you come to think of them almost as like a, a third parent because you're going, to, you're going to them hoping that like, they'll tell you everything's going to be okay. And that's, and that's what these three teachers in particular did. They, there were, there was a lot of rough days where the, the boys did something that wasn't appropriate or, or like, you know, that they needed to, you know, course correct. And these three particular teachers just connected with me because they always were like, all will be well. <laughs> this is okay. 
this is this is normal. There's nothing wrong. We've seen we've seen it all before. <laughs> and um, I have I have two uh, two funny stories. Well, well, one one funny story um, for Matthew. Uh, it was Halloween in his pre-K. Uh, he was he was like three. He was three. So it was his first year of preschool. And it was his first um, it was his first Halloween and thereby before my first Halloween as a parent. I really like Halloween a lot. <laughs> I really get into the pumpkins and the spooky and, and everything. And I was so excited to have him wear his first Halloween costume and be in this, this parade. And I made the cupcakes. They were like the big green monsters. There's a book called Go Away, Big Green Monster. I made these, these fancy cupcakes. I was going to Martha Stewart. And <laughs> the day he had picked out the costume himself and he'd worn it and played in it for weeks. The day of Halloween, he, like at the school, he did not want to wear that costume. And there was no way he was putting it on. And I like forced that costume on. I'm like, you're going to wear the costume. I kept thinking that like when we got to the school, he'd settle down and he didn't. It just kept ratcheting up and up and up until he was just in a full meltdown on the preschool floor, uh, trying to rip this costume off. It was over his clothes. And his teacher, Mrs. Kraft, just like, she's like, he's pretty upset. Let me see if I can calm him down. And she like lifted him up horizontal off the floor and carried him in. And I'm like near tears. And the other priest, his, her assistant teacher, she came over. She's like, you look like you need a hug. <laughs> like I do, I do need a hug. And I, when I looked in the window, you know, she's got him sitting down. The costume was gone, no more costume. And she's reading to him and he's settling down and that sort of calm strength was something that I like in that moment, I realized I wanted to emulate. I wanted to emulate as a parent. And I just was in awe that she had that ability to work with him that way. Because kids respond, I've found so differently to parents than they do to teachers. And they're, 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 they're necessary when you have, when you have a teacher that you really resonate, it's just the, 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 the best luck in the world because it makes such a, a huge difference. I think that's something that's underrated in society's child care professionals. It's like they are like legit. This is a specialized yeah. skill. And I think with your own family, you can have such a zoomed in approach that it's hard to see the full picture. But having an outside person, it's almost like they're zooming out and can give you perspective. Um, how can you learn from the, the preschool teachers or keep that good relationship? Do you have any tips there? It's, it's very instinctive of a, as a parent to when you hear that something went wrong during the day to be like, what's wrong with my kid? Like, you know, what, like, you know, uh, they must think I'm a bad parent. What's like, you know, this is bad. And when you kind of try to take a step back and say, okay, they're sharing this with me because they want to work together in tandem to try and course correct. It's not, it's not a, um, a guilt trip. It's not an accusation. Kids are weird kids do kids do stupid stuff <laughs> and sometimes it's helpful i mean you know it's it's always helpful to have a two-prong approach so that things are being reinforced so that whatever happened during the day you're reinforcing at home and i've had the teachers like you know as many times things have come up tell me like you know thank you for trying to work with us because you you do your best that's all that's all we can do there's no there's I, I wish there was like a magic wand that could make the, the 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 difficult the difficult behaviors or emotions just fix, 
but that's not that's not how kids grow up. Well, it seems like a core theme in your book is social emotional learning. And how can you start to implement that at home with your child? In the in the moment when like, you know, kids are melting down and they're having those big feelings, it's very hard. It's very hard to stay calm yourself as a parent and try to like, you know, figure out how to settle them down because sometimes it's happening at the worst possible time as well. So my hope is that while they're reading this book with their kid in a quiet time, at like, you know, at, at bedtime, at story time and reading about the Yeti, it's like, you had a Yeti in your tummy earlier today, right? Like at dinner when you didn't want to eat that broccoli and you threw it across the table at your little sister or whatever. Um, that was that was a big feeling. Was that it? Was that a Yeti throwing that broccoli? Hope the hope is to like make them laugh, but have them kind of resonate with the idea. Yet, yeah, this was a big, larger than life feeling. How can I channel it? So visualize it that my my inner Yeti or whatever creature it is is working in a in a better way. Is is working toward doing good things rather than rather than destruction. Um, so that's my goal, like that it's 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 a fun, happy, silly, rhyming story that parents can read to their kids in a quiet moment, but then use out, like, you know, when they're encountering these big feelings in their other daily activities. It, people say that young children, it's hard for them to develop empathy, like they don't really start developing empathy mm -hmm. until they're eight. But I'm not sure if I exactly agree with that. Do you have any thoughts about laying the groundwork for empathy with young children? I think it's uh, my, my experience and what I've, what I feel like I've gleaned from whatever um, uh, uh, parental advice blogs or, or articles I've read as well um, to demonstrate it as much as possible. Um, I mean, what I'll say is I've noticed the boys for better or worse mimicking so many of our mannerisms and our and our our speech patterns and and um and phrases and just actions and so there's ones that we don't want them to pick up but then there's the good ones so uh so like if i have if i have a headache and i'm like lying on the sofa my my little guy will come over and he'll he'll be like here i'll tuck you in and he'll put a blanket over me but that's because that's what we do for him and likewise with my, with my older son, um, uh, like it's, it's the same thing. It's a lot of like the caring stuff, like, you know, the taking care, the, the nurturing feeling. And so you're, you're absolutely right. Little kids. I mean, I, my, my son is eight now and it's, it's, it is hard for him to feel empathy in a lot of various ways, but when it comes to the nurturing, I've seen them mimic that. So that would be what I think is the best approach is to emulate the the empathy as much as possible or demonstrate it so that they will um in turn want to do that when they feel when they feel inspired to or when they feel big and strong enough to do so have you test read this book to any children and what oh, kind yeah. of responses are they giving you the scene with the butt is the one that gets the biggest laugh <laughs> We, which is funny because that's that's the one like you know we we discussed we're like is it okay to have the yeti like you know in 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 his bottom I'm like oh come on that's what the that's what that's what kids kids love whacking things with their butts that's what they do um I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of laughs they like they like um so at the end of the story I get a lot of uh I get a lot of awes from from the from the parents I guess when they're when they're with their kids hearing it at the end of the story um the, the little, the, the mother here, I'll read, I'll read a 
super quick little snippet to you. Um, the mother uh, is telling him that the, the Yeti is getting a little out of control and, you know, he needs to, he needs to get some rest. And so the little boy goes, the little boy's named Matthew after my son. But I love my Yeti, I whispered. He's big and smart and strong. I'm happy when he's with me. It's like things can't go wrong. I understand, my mommy smiled. Yeti's big, it's true. But let me share a little secret. You're a big guy too. There's nothing wrong with feeling strong like there's a Yeti in your heart. Just use his strength for good things. That's the most important part. These are things I actually said to Matthew like before I wrote the book. Like I was using like turns of phrase um, that, that I would use. And this is something he used to say to me before bed. Can I tell you one more thing? He always wanted to say that, <laughs> or he always would say that. I whispered warm and snug. I reached up high and squished her tight. There's a Yeti in my hug. Aw, <laughs> oh, see, my mommy nuzzled my head from up above. Our Yetis are just fine as long as they show love. And so I get a lot of, I get a lot of, um, uh, uh, the kids and the parents alike really like when they see that the mom has a Yeti too, and her Yeti is hugging because so much of parenting, you love your kids so fiercely. Like this, this, I can't, I, I would, I would tell, like, I want to tell them how much I love them every single moment of every single day. Um, they, 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 it's, it's not always possible for them to, to understand, but when they see, when they see the Yeti, I think they, I think they get it. <laughs> Do you have any parting words or ideas that you want to leave us with? Um, I mean, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that the, in addition to like, you know, wanting uh, kids and parents to resonate and have a way to talk about big feelings. One of the, one of my core uh, reasons for writing this series was just to explore the chaotic joy of parenting, especially little kids. Um, I used to gravitate and still do toward blogs like Scary Mommy and um, the Holderness Family, <laughs> and like the 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 funny the 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 one and um what's the other one um Honest Toddler that was one of my favorites. So it's like oh you 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 made me toast on the blue plate today. Sorry, I only I only eat off the red. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of like wink and nod to just like how ridiculous the struggle gets. I had a coworker once tell me like, just let the chaos wash over you. Like, just, just, just go with it. <laughs> and when you find ways to like, just, just laugh about it with your significant other or your partner or like whoever in your life, like, you know, you can share this sort of stuff with it. It makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you feel like it's joyful and it helps you just, just love the crate, like the, the craziness and the silliness and the, the uniqueness of these, these, the, these little kids like that, just, this is how they, this is how they are. And it's, it's perfect. It's exactly the way that they're supposed to be. Um, finding that joy in the chaos is something that I really, I really hope people find through this series, parents and, and caretakers. <laughs> well, Meredith Rusu, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me on. This was, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Meredith Rusu. There is a Yeti in my tummy. Pick it up. Amazon, you know where to find it. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next episode. Peace.